Oh, you recording? You old sneaky. You still sneaky over there. Hey, I do what I can. Whatever. Should we um? Should we like Facetime and like we can mute ourselves on Facetime? But like, I feel like I need to be looking at you. Hmm, that's an idea. That is an idea. Hold on, let me open my um. Baby, ooh, I'm not much of a talker. Baby, oh, I'm not much of a talker. Did you mute? I did. That is so weird. <laughs> your face. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Mashani. Oh. Maybe we should intro this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Go ahead. You know it's your job. You know I sucked last week. <laughs> Hello, friends. It is Mashan D. Simon. And it's your girl, Ashley J. Washington. And this is yet another episode of Before Nine, the podcast. Quarantine edition. This is kind of weird. <laughs> so thanks to some advice from some people that I know in the podcast world, we are recording this episode from our separate homes um, online. However, we can still see each other mm-hmm. because we're also talking on FaceTime. Which was Ashley's idea. She's I'm so she's, smart. She's a little bit of a genius. <laughs> Just a little. A little Just touch. a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I am at I am in my home office in Stone Mountain, and Ashley is at my home office, my creative space. I don't call it an office. I call it a creative space in my home in Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, yes. And so we have been thinking through like, how do we do this? How do we keep the podcast going? Mm-hmm. Um, in the midst of being quarantined through this pandemic. Um, but I was telling Ashley as we were getting started with the recording that I have on my glasses, which most people who know me know that I hate wearing my glasses. And I love when he wears them. I hate them. But my mother sent some articles saying that uh, there is an expert out there suggesting that people who wear contacts wear their glasses instead of their contacts Mm -hmm. so that one you don't have to put you know because they're talking about keeping our hands out of our face okay yeah um and then for two uh you know if your eyes get irritated because your contacts are dry or what have you um it's better to not have them in so you're not trying to scratch your eye Mm -hmm. or um something foreign getting in your eye and potentially contaminating your eyes so I figured I would appease my mother, even though we all know <laughs> I struggle with appeasing. This is the same woman who, when I was telling her a week ago, don't go to church. She was trying to get her praise on. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but now she all like, you don't need to be wearing your contacts because you might get the corona that way. <laughs> so I've been wearing my glasses for a little less than 24 hours. Okay. Which... I still have some curiosities about if this still is an effective way of protecting myself from the virus. But okay. that's another conversation for a whole nother day. So it's good to see you. It's good to you see you too, baby. Time. Hello, hello, hello. Thank <laughs> you. Thanks. In your, in your comfortable lounge around the house stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
I ain't got no bra on, so <laughs> I decided I'd cover up. Let the girls I don't, want, I don't want the titties in your face. Yeah. Well, they ain't going to be in my face, but. Yeah, they will. I might flash you, just. Don't, you know. Just, but they're going to be hanging. You don't have to do that. Okay. All right. I was on a, um, a Zoom <laughs> chat with some of my classmates earlier today. And, you know, people go through their different spaces of figuring out how to do Zoom, Zoom etiquette, I think is what I'm looking for. And so mm-hmm. there was one part in one of my classmates was in her kitchen making some biscuits. But the way she had the phone, the phone was just totally at her chest. So it was like <laughs> titty to waist while she talking <laughs> and making biscuits. And we were like, girl. Girl, get the face out of here. Adjust. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, this is our new reality. This is our new normal. People are trying to figure out how to stay connected um, cyberly. And so Did you just make up a word? I did. I, did. <laughs> I made up a word. Cyberly. And, and as a result of our cyberly ways, we're getting a lot of chest shots. Chest? Oh, like your classmate? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Titties on the screen. <laughs> Pit picks. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. Titties on the screen. <laughs> Titties on the screen. Titties on the screen. Well, you know, Lil Boosie was uh paying people to show their titties on um was it on Instagram? DM I think he had he had women like DMing them, DMing him their titties. Stop. And he would like send them money. How much money? It might have been like maybe that was because it also escalated and he was asking for other parts and i think that went up to like a thousand dollars like it stop <laughs> i mean stop that's hard a times out here you know it's hard he's also out ridiculous here for well what are we talking about today so today we are the first topic we're going to discuss is um a young man what's his name Brett, Brent, what's his name, Ashan? I don't know. <laughs> his what name, is this little boy's name? His name, he is a little boy. Or he, at least he looks like a little boy. But he's um, on that Netflix show, On My Block. Which now I want to watch because he's in it and because I love him now. Yeah, it. Um, I watched a little bit of the first season. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I was pretty impressed, but I cannot quite remember why I never went back to finish it. Amanda watched the show and she said it was good. So his name is uh, Brett Gray and he plays Jamal, he I believe. He plays Jamal. He plays on Jamal. On Netflix's On My Block. Jamal Turner. Jamal Turner is his name. Yep. So, so go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> so um brett gets on ig live um earlier this week last week and starts talking about something that i didn't know would would hit home for me in the way that it did mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that i didn't know that i was guilty of too oh. um so he he gets he gets on ig live one night and he goes on um 
I guess he gets on his soapbox. I won't say a rant. A rant has a negative connotation, but he gets on his soapbox and he talks about, speaks some truths. He does. About how, and I I feel like, and maybe it's something before my generation, but I feel like millennials made this up like when we were growing up, about dating phases. So, you know, most people these days, like you meet somebody or you connect with them on a dating app or they DM you or however you meet them, you meet them, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's this phase that we like to call the talking phase. Mm-hmm. And the talking phase usually happens before you put a title on whatever the relationship is. Okay. And Brett gets on and talks about how the talking phase is not a thing. <laughs> like I feel like at some point he may have said like it's not a thing or not a thing to him or something something along those lines. And how it's did. basically an excuse to prolong commitment. Talking is not a thing. Let's go out in the daytime. None of this night shit. We're not going to link up to Netflix and chill at 12 o'clock midnight every time. That's not a date. Let's go somewhere and do something. I should be still in the getting to know you process when we are dating. Talking, people be like, oh, we just talk right now. Like I'm getting in. No, 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 no. Talking is an excuse to not commit to somebody that you like and are sexually or otherwise attracted to. And you are just postponing the time in which you have to give more effort. And that's not okay. We are confusing the lines here, people. And if you like somebody, you like somebody. Or if y'all F buddies, y'all F buddies, and that's what it is. But after you talk to somebody, say you connect on a dating app or whatever, you meet them in person and y'all text in for, for a couple days, the next step, according to Brett, is you take them out on a date. Mm-hmm. Y'all go out on a date. He said See, date in the daytime. Date, and Yes, that was key <laughs> because let me tell you something. These niggas. <laughs> Ashley about to get worked up. She, These... <laughs> she, she, about to, she about to go there. These niggas will ask you off jump, like, oh, when can I come to the house? When can I Netflix and chill? When can I do this? When can I do that? And they haven't asked you out on a proper date. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try and stay on topic because my brain is going on all different directions. And I was about to go on my own rant. But I'm going to just come back to what Brett said. And Brett said that Netflix and chill is not a date. Coming over at 1230 at night is not a date. No, you need to go out during the daytime where I can see you. Rashawn <laughs> <laughs> just looking at me, y'all, like because she, cause she, she tries so hard not to go down that road. Trying calm, y'all. She tries so hard. So, what do you think about that, Rashawn? The bottom line is, Brett said that talking is not a thing. You pro, you're prolonging commitment. You should know if you want somebody. He said you should. He also said you should be still getting to know someone in the dating phase so he did say that there there is a phase between meeting somebody and be getting into a relationship which is the dating phase yeah Mm -hmm. how you feel about the talking phase so for me reading reading watching the video and one just being impressed with him Mm -hmm, and impressed with the perspective that he was presenting and how he was presenting them and just pretty much putting it out there and just calling, you know, identifying things in a certain way that people don't normally and aren't so readily prepared to identify. Mm-hmm. I was, I was really impressed with it caused me to think about 
my processes and my journeys and my experiences. And so my first thought was, well, I put it this way. Example, my, when my husband and I were seeing each other, I was clear at some point that we were not on the same page with what our categories were or where our levels were. So for me, I was seeing as there was a talking phase um, because I needed, both of us needed to know if we wanted to invest any time or energy in this thing. So we invested time into talking or getting to know each other. Now talking, getting to know each other, dating for me was sort of all the same period. And we went on dates in the process of that before we became exclusive. Mm -hmm. What I did not realize is that while I was saying that I was in an exclusive relationship, my husband was looking at it as he was just dating um, and communicating with people that he was seeing somebody, Mm -hmm. but he never used the language, I am in an exclusive relationship. Right. It was, I'm dating. And so for me, I always read that as him sort of being um, unprepared to commit, but for him that was commit. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and- so, so hearing, that, watching this video and, and seeing him speak in those same manners of pepper, <laughs> um, of talking, not, not being real, dating, et cetera, et cetera, I was like, okay, the reality is, is that a lot of us have different categories for the le- for the levels mm-hmm. we have different definitions different um what's the word i'm looking for different labels for the levels um and so it really sh- comes down to communicating the expectations and communicating the wants needs and desires with the person that you're dealing with at that time because we tend to see it differently Yes. What is talking to one person is dating to another person. What's exclusive to one person is dating to another person. And I remember back in the day when, oh, I cannot believe I just said I remember back in the day. Wow. <laughs> back in uh, the day. <laughs> right. But I, I remember hearing um, people generations beyond me saying that, a woman was single until she was married mm-hmm. or a person was single until they were married. You mm-hmm. were single until even in the engagement phase, you were single until you walked down the aisle and said, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's really interesting that people that we all sort of have these different labels for what a thing is. Yeah. Um, and I think we turn, we turn things into different things. So like, I feel like back in the day, people said you were single until you got married is because like, you know, in the, in the census on government forms, like it was like, you know, single married, Mm -hmm. widowed or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I guess maybe we turned it into more of a colloquial thing where it's like, okay, you're single. We turned it into something else. Like we should have made another word for it. Like, yeah. Um, And then also kind of what Brett said too is like, without saying it directly, is that communication is key. So like when you and Elvis were dating and you 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 had the impression or you had the understanding that it was a exclusive thing, like did y'all have a conversation? Was there a conversation that was had? 
Oh, you know, I'm always that person. <laughs> I know I'm, that's what I'm like. So, what, yeah, so why was there I'm, I'm, a I'm difference always, in? Because that's just what his language was. Okay. That's just what his language was. And so I would say, yep, we're in an exclusive relationship. And when people would express interest in him, his response would be, I'm dating someone. Okay. Um, but what I used to always say is, you know, be mindful of what other people's definitions are. Because you can be telling them you're seeing someone and they can still, because hope is a powerful thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they can still see it as, oh, so I still have a chance. Exactly. And I would read it as that. Mm-hmm. I would definitely read it as that. And like, so, okay, he only got a boyfriend, so. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I would be like, so just be mindful of language is language and how one person understands a thing is very different from how another per- un- person understands a thing. Right. Um, but, you know, his definitions were his definitions. And so he would hold to those spaces. He would, for him, it was, I'm in a relationship. Um, it is what it is, regardless of how he would utilize dating, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and when it would come about, then we just have to deal with it. Yeah. So this, when I saw this, this situation um, struck a chord with me because very recently there was this guy who, um, you don't know about this, Michonne, um, because whoa, 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 I was keeping whoa, whoa. it close to my chest. <laughs> there was this guy. That who... has been another episode of Before Nine, the <laughs> podcast. My name is. He mad, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> he stay secrets. There was this guy who, um, uh, we were calling it, get, we were getting to know each other. Okay. We were getting to know each other. And we had a conversation kind of around this about like, getting to, it was like a whole bunch of phases and i didn't realize it until brett smacked me in the face with this mm. a few days later after we had this conversation but it was like okay so right now we're getting to know each other and then after that like it was almost literally this conversation like it was like we getting to know each other right now okay then we move into the talking phase mm-hmm. and then like he 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 had said kind of something like we would still like then there would be like a phase in between like talking and then the relationship phase and then we kind of see where we go from there okay and my ass was okay with it because i am very slow what i'm learning about myself is that i'm slow to commit to people okay because i don't have a and i told him this too like i don't have a lot of people who i'm close to in my life Mm -hmm. in general Mm -hmm. and the people who are in my life i am very close to like every single relationship in my life if i call you a friend you are a close friend you know what mm-hmm. i mean like if we speak on a regular basis you're a close friend and so when brett said talking is an excuse or a way to prolong commitment he was he was absolutely right and i am definitely that person who he was talking about and um I, I, it really, I was like, oh, true, true, true. It struck, he a chord also, for you. it struck a chord with me and it also changed my philosophy too. Like, okay, this is stupid. Like, talking is dumb. Like, you know, after the first date, second date, you know, if you're trying to get to know me on a deeper level, like, because in between those dates, we're talking, we're communicating, we should be talking, like, literally talking and communicating with one another, texting, sending voice memos, FaceTime, whatever it is. Um, 
And to me, I'm not like, I'm not eager to jump into anything super mm-hmm. serious, but at the same time, I need you to be serious about talking to me, <laughs> about getting to know me. And it, yeah, we dating. I'm not, I'm not talking to niggas no more. That's dead. That's over with. I think prior to getting, prior to starting the process of dating my husband, I would have been in the same place you were, like talking you're stupid. Mm-hmm. But then having going through the first year of the process between my husband and I, I understand why some people need the talking phase. Because my husband was still wounded. He still had very real wounds from the previous situation. And he had a history of relationships never going past six months. Mm. And so he approached our relationship that way. Mm-hmm. If this one makes it past six months, okay, we'll see. If this one makes it past the first year, okay, we'll see. So granted, we we spent a month talking. And then after that first month, we were in an exclusive relationship. But he was still in the talking space <laughs> because of the other baggage from the other situations. And he was not ready to be in a situation to where he could potentially get hurt or feel like he was wasting his time. Um, so prior to him, I was very much like, yeah, talking is stupid until I got with him and I found myself having a different, a different kind of patience and compassion for where he was and what he was dealing with and him wondering, is this worth it? Um, should I invest time and energy here? Now, don't get me wrong. I very much was like, okay, nigga, what are we doing? Because I'm not about to be wasting my time. Exactly. Um, I'm I'm getting older, and either we're going to do this or we're not. But there was still something about him that that caused me to be like, okay, he needs time. He needs time to work through a thing. So hearing Brett say that, I was about to say Jamal. Hearing Brett say that, it did two things for me. It one, and there was some other thing he said in the video too that I was like, okay, this is interesting. One, he's a millennial or maybe a Gen Zer. I don't know how old he is. Let me see how old he is. He looks young to me, like super young. Maybe he's a Gen Z. He might be a Gen Zer. Or maybe he's right at the end of millennial. But I say that to say they are a generation who they ain't trying to waste no time. Like it's. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's make this thing happen. Whatever, whatever. We don't. He's right on the line. Yep. We don't have time to waste. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I could, I could Mm -hmm. see him being like, "Nah, I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to talk." Because he is of that generation of, "Let's go." Like, what are we waiting on? Why are we, why are we doing this dance? What's the point? Um, And I, and 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 I am impressed by that. But I also recognize that that is a way in which they approach the world. It's. It's um, all in, all, all in, let's do, let's make it happen, let's go. Um, the other thing that he said that was intriguing to me was not, we and we said it earlier, of dating during the day. And I mm-hmm. was like, what are you doing in your life that you can date during the day? Like, because... <laughs> The or only, not at 12.30, like, let's, let's go on a date at granted, 7. Yes, but we are also people who... 
most of us have busy lives and have so many other things going on that the only time we are available is at night. Um, and so I was like, says okay, the married is- person, if you're single, you will make time to date. You will. But if you're a single, like, and the guy you were dating who was a hustler, he had all these real estate situations going on that he was invested in trying to make his money. And he also had kids, however. So <laughs> yeah, the, time that, the time that he was available was at night because he and, had so many other things happening. And so I say yeah. that to say. And I didn't love that. Great. Right. And, and not great. But yeah, I got that. Um, but I say that to say that sometimes it. It is not always that simple for everybody because of all the other factors they have going on in their life. But it does not always mean that they're trying to play games or they're just trying to hook up. It just is what it is. People are busy. People have, shoot, we got jobs that Mm -hmm. we pretty much doing them regularly. Um, And so the time that we have to date is the time that we have to date. Uh, the other thing that he said that was interesting to me, like the video is coming back to me now. He said something about texting is not getting to know someone. Did he say something like, oh, cause the only time you communicate with me is when you texting me or something like that? He may have said something around that, yeah. And I was like, boom. But I'm interested in seeing how this next generation that is all about texting navigates mm-hmm. that. Because the way they communicate is through texting and videos. Mm-hmm. They don't talk to each other. Um, so I was, I'm interested in seeing how he and other people of that generation are going to navigate those experiences. Yeah. I, I, I agree with, I felt it wholeheartedly when he said day during the daytime because I've had a numerous young men try and get me out on the street at night. Like a street walker. Mm-hmm. Ask me out during the day. And if you can't, then maybe we don't need the date. Like, if that's an issue for me. I don't, did, you, did you hear that? I don't I know did. what the hell Keisha doing up there. Keisha! <laughs> she reorganized her closet. <laughs> Child. Um, <laughs> yeah, but if you ain't got time, I, I, yeah. And I think also Brett's speech, his TED talk, uh, it it felt like it came from a place of frustration too. Like yeah. everything that he said to me was absolutely valid, but I think it also came from a place of frustration. Like so, somebody who he's dealing with was playing. Yeah, and so I think that's that's where that came from. But he's also um, in a unique situation. Like he's an actor, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so time is different for him than other people. Access is different than mm-hmm. him for other people. Um, and so I, 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 I agree with you. I think he may be in a space of being frustrated or having been frustrated with someone that he was dealing with at some point. But I'm like, dude, you're also in a space of privilege. Like, That's true. You are an actor who's on a set. You have a lot more free time than most other people do. So... Maybe you should date another actor who has the same kind of schedule as you. <laughs> but I feel like he's the kind of person who's not interested in dating another actor. I, I can see that. I feel like he's the kind of person who wants a quote-unquote normal person. But a quote-unquote normal person's way of operating in the world is not the same as his. There are very real limits to their life versus the limits to his. Mm-hmm. But 
he still it still was it was a thing. It was a word. He said it though. It was, it was good. A little wise wise word. I was, and it was I appreciated it. I did too. And it was thoughtful. Um, and I was impressed with him. I'm impressed with him anyway because, like I said, I watched the show. But to even see that and and the, you all ate that thing up because social media lost their mind. <laughs> we video, loved it. That, we loved it. It's video. been reposted so many times, like over the last four days, four or five days. Lost their mind. And I watch it every time it, come, it comes up on my feed. <laughs> he was so animated, too. He was. He the was hands, serious about that. Mm-hmm. That baby. Wow. Well, yeah, kudos to you, Brett. Keep doing Thank the damn you. thing. Mm-hmm. We're looking forward to the next TED Talk. Yes. Keep and, them coming. Right. So we're going to take a quick break and be right back. Keisha, what was you doing up there? What dropped? I was hollering at you. My oil from um, Bath and Body Works fell off my thing. and uh, It It broke? The top broke. Did it come out? Did it? Some of it. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, I was like, dang, I got my door closed and everything. I heard you close the door. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> she was like, oh, that's Keisha, I'm not done. <laughs> so I'm trying to give Ashley a second to, Brett, um, tit, tit. to get caught up on this. Oh, so we, we we back in now? We got some breaking news. <laughs> I don't know how breaking it is, because by the time this episode comes yeah, it out. Breaking. It ain't breaking. It ain't breaking today. <laughs> well, that you're so messy. It ain't breaking the day. Some people might be surprised about this. They might. You're not convinced. I'm not convinced. <laughs> At all. Some people might be surprised about this. So there was an article in Out Magazine, out.com. And the title of the article says, Rapper DeBrat comes out, shows world her girlfriend. And so a few people were like, oh my God, the brat just came out. And a few other people were like, uh, this ain't She news. wasn't already out? <laughs> <laughs> that was what I said. I was like, she wasn't already out. <laughs> Ashley was like, huh? <laughs> um, so the article says, over the years, there have been much speculation about the sexuality of the brat. There's frequently much speculation about the sexuality of any female rapper who isn't confirmed to be in a relationship with men or skew on the sexier side of the aesthetic spectrum. But that's a bone to pick another day. Now we don't have to speculate anymore as the rapper has decided to share. So she shared this post on Instagram um, of a car, a Bentley, it seems, that she has given to her boo thing named Jessica Dupart. AKA the real BB Judy. <laughs> Big Booty so is what BB stands for, if you're wondering. Is the name of her Instagram account. That's what everybody calls it though. Don't nobody know about Jessica. The real BB Judy. The real Big Booty Judy. She got a big booty too. Um, so apparently Dupart is the CEO and founder of Kaleidoscope Hair Products. Um, wait, wait, I misread this. Did Dupart give the brat the car? 
Yeah, she gave the breath the car for her birthday. Okay, I totally misread that. So, BB Judy gave the breath a Bentley mm-hmm. for her birthday to match hers. To so match Judy her. already got a. Uh, she has a car Bentley, and I think she got the breath a truck, a Bentley truck. If I'm not mistaken, or the other um, way around, vice versa, one of them. So I saw... Um, and Dupar also points out... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I was going to say um, that Dupart pretty much says in her post, because apparently Dupart did a post and mm-hmm. the brat did a post. Mm-hmm. And Dupart pretty much is like, this is not the first official post about them being together because other people have posted about them before. Um, and she says, the first all one these from videos them. keep popping up like we hiding, but we be in public. Why <laughs> is y'all hiding to get footage? Um, so, yeah. Apparently it's official, but not quite official. It's official. And what's funny is that, well, not funny, but coincidental, it's like a couple of days before um, Big Booty Judy posted and then the brat posted like a couple of hours later. <laughs> Um, I saw something about, like, I saw a picture of them in the airport or so, somewhere. And I was like, oh, okay, the break out a little boo or whatever. And then, then this came out. Then Big Booty Judy posted this on her page. And I was like, oh, that's great. Good for them. And then I don't follow Big Booty Judy, but I follow Brat on Instagram. Okay. And I saw the Brat's post. And what she wrote, it was just so sweet. Like, she said something about, like, her feeling overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. about, like, you know, how she feels, and she's never felt this way. Mm -hmm. And I'm just really, really happy for her. And it's just, she was in the car crying. Like, you could just tell that she was just very much overwhelmed and in love. Yeah. And it was just, I usually don't be commenting. Well, sometimes I comment because I'm bored now. But I commented under her post saying, like, I'm just really happy for her because she just looks genuinely happy. It, it's pretty touching. I mean, it's a pretty mm-hmm. touching. I mean, you know, anytime somebody buys somebody a Bentley first, there's that. <laughs> I mean. Um, mm-hmm. But then, you know, it, 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 it causes for me two thoughts. One thought being this whole thing around was she out, was she not out, and does it even matter? Mm-hmm. And then the second part being about, you know, as we talk around this whole topic of dating or being in- exclusive, et cetera, um, sort of the expectations that society has of people who are in relationships of promoting their relationships or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how does this or does this not feed into that? Um, because, you know, Granted, the Brett is a celebrity, and granted, the majority of us pretty much never had any doubt as to who she was. But mm-hmm. does it even matter? And does does there even need to be a moment of quote unquote coming out via social about your relationship? Like it calls the question for me, Queen Latifah, and the speculation. Ooh, <laughs> I was about to bring up Queen Latifah. <laughs> Yeah, like, it calls the question the whole, you know, is she or is she not? Mm-hmm. The speculation around that, the times that we've seen stories or posts on social media about her alleged girlfriend or their alleged baby. And it's like, why 
like, okay, they're celebrities. We like to know what's going on in celebrities' lives. And so there is one part of that as to why we get so invested. But at the same time, it doesn't really matter and it ain't really our business. Mm-hmm. Like, the money that we spend to acquire the work that they do does not mean that we should have access to their personal lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's cool that they are feeling comfortable enough Mm-hmm. to be able to do this yeah i think i think it's very interesting though and it just it's just a sign of the times because i'm just thinking about like you know we the brat we're talking about the brat we're talking we talked about queen latifah and is you know as you just took the words right out of my mouth about <laughs> queen latifah like you know they came from a different generation mm-hmm. than you know say um he's not a female rapper but lil nas x or yeah. frank ocean like it's yeah. just it's a different they came up in a different time. And, and so they're I still, female rappers. And they're female rappers. And I feel like even though they've always presented a certain way, um, I mean, but even early in the Bratz, early in the Bratz career, she was, she still kind of teetered. Like it was like, almost like, you know, Lil' Kim was like, rah, 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 but she, you, you very much knew she was straight. And the Bratz was like, like thug sexy. The, the, but it was like a level up from like mm-hmm. the energy that Lil' Kim gave. Um, but I just think it's interesting now that, you know, after being in the industry for so long, like she's, I guess this is her coming out moment without her saying like, Hey y'all, I done came out. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't think, I don't think this moment was so much of her saying like, I'm coming out as it was her just being just so in love and in Mm -hmm. awe and sharing a moment. And in that moment, it was kind of a default that like, all right this is my baby, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, which I think is cool. I'm happy for her. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, anytime you can buy somebody a Bentley, then I know I haven't said it like three times now, but <laughs> still like those are expensive cars. And I mean, these people got money. They do. They do. If I was to ever end up with a whole lot of money, <laughs> they like do. That, like, would I buy Elvis a Bentley? Would I buy him a Bentley? Probably not, because they always don't get into stuff like that. He might tell y'all if y'all used to expensive things. Mm-mm. He ain't, he don't want a Bentley. He'll want something else expensive, but it wouldn't be a Bentley. I think I'm the one that has the expensive taste more than him. <laughs> like my dream car is like a BMW 5 Series, mm-hmm. and like his dream car is like. A 2020 Honda Accord. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't do my baby like that. Don't do no, like no, that. no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, our interests are very different. Like, I would want to spend money on a BMW. He would want to spend money on, like, the newest Nikes. Like, his expense. Okay. His expensive mm-hmm. tastes are very different from my expensive tastes. Mm-hmm. There are very I, expensive Nikes out there. He could get some. Mm-hmm. He would probably get some gold-plated ones. Some custom. Yeah, I was about to say some crazy. Mm-hmm. Designing ones or something. Or a nice watch or something. But I would be the one who would be like wanting a car or something like that. But yeah. Well, shout out to Brett. Kudos to you, BB, Judy, and <laughs> so, so Brett. So functified. <laughs> um, anything else? Oh, before we leave, we definitely have to. Send up our kudos, R-I-P, R-I-H, to the Reverend Dr. Joseph Lowry, who news mm-hmm. broke that at the time of this recording, 
He passed away at the age of 98 years old at home with his family. Um, he is truly uh, a hero who has left an impactful legacy on this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are better for him having been present with us. I'm really surprised to see that Joseph Lowry is still trending on Twitter. Um, He's great, but I'm actually really surprised. For one, people need a break from coronavirus. And for two, he very much uh, made an impact across generations. So I'm not surprised. Well, I know that, but he's like the number one trend. He's actually trending twice. Because people tired of hearing about coronavirus. Yeah. He's one and two right now. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. I think it's great. I'm just surprised. We express our appreciation to you. Yes. Dr. Lowry, we send love and prayers to your families and friends and those that are mourning your loss. And thank you for what you have done to make this world a better place. Anything else, Ashley? No. Got a quote? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) I do. Okay, good, because I ain't got one. Well, you know, I figured that I would be prepared as possible just in case. (laughs) We are are in quarantine world. Um, But this quote comes from our girls, Carisha Brownlee, Jatavia, and Jatavia Johnson, and our boy, Sean Carter. Okay. Um, A wise man told me, don't argue with fools. Nigga, what a bag at. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who, who was the first two women? Who? Carisha Brownlee and Jatavia Johnson. Who are they? Period. <laughs> <laughs> that was so, good to me. Period. What a bag at... Y'all be good. Until next time. Bye. Bye.